Hi, I'm Matthew Bragg. And I'm Bunny Bragg. And this is Humble Bragg. And we don't want to brag, but... We get around. And in case you haven't noticed from our introduction, this has some adult content in it, so uh, listener discretion is advised. There's also some adult language. So this week, I'm talking about something different. Another new adventure that we went on. It was your first Dragon Con. It was. And we're going way back to uh, August, well, August and September of 2018 with this one. Labor Day weekend? I believe so. Is that Labor Day weekend? I believe so. I always get Memorial Day and Labor Day mixed up. I'm pretty sure it's Labor Day. It's in the fall. Fall is Labor Day. Memorial Day just happened already. Yeah. Fall is Labor Day. Okay. So last time uh, it was an adventure of yours and I interviewed you. So I think you should take this one away, Bunny. Well, okay. So uh, it being your first ginormous con far away from home, what was your first impression of the hugeness that was Dragon Con? Okay. First impression. Um, as you said, not my first con. Like I'd been to Ma- MegaCon, I'd been to really just make a con. Um, so I never traveled to a con and I didn't really know what to expect. Certainly did not expect the sheer unadulterated size of this. I don't, I don't think anyone who hasn't been there can. Um, it's what, uh, five or six hotels, like their lobbies, their convention spaces, their ballrooms, all of those spaces, plus the America's Mart building, four floors of that. So it's, a sea of, of people. And, um, it was like Mecca. (laughs) It was amazing. (laughs) And for those that don't know, there are things going on literally from the Thursday to the Monday of the convention, 24 hours a day, nonstop. And when I mean nonstop, when I say nonstop, I mean nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. There's literally something to be done or to do at all times. But we should probably start with a little background for people who don't know what Dragon Con is or where Dragon Con is. <laughs> um, Dragon Con is a huge comic book convention. It's the second largest in the country, right? It is comic book, uh, sci-fi, and all nerddom. Okay. Um, and it is the second largest in the country, if I remember correctly, by uh, square footage area. Um, third largest, because I think Megacon actually has a larger attendance. Megacon has more attendees, but Dragon Con, I think, actually is, just by sheer sizes, is the largest, just period. Bigger than San Diego Comic-Con? Yes, San Diego Comic-Con only happens in one area. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, It's located in downtown Atlanta, um, in the Hyatt Regency, the Hilton Atlanta downtown, the Marriott Marquis Atlanta, the Sheraton Atlanta Hotel, and the Weston Peachtree Plaza Hotel. And the, the two Amerimarts, right? Yes, the America's Mart buildings um, that are located right there across the street from the Hyatt Regency, I believe. Um, and all it's four floors of that, um, which is insane. insane. Um, so, obviously, it's a travel for us, because again, uh, for those of you who don't know, we're from Orlando. So, packed up our stuff. Drove up. We had bins. We had lots of bins. Because <laughs> um, we're cosplayers. We like to dress up. Um, it's fun to be different characters. It's fun to be different personalities. We put a lot of work, a lot of time and effort into these costumes and the makeup. Uh, so we went and got to our hotel, got our tickets, 
And do you remember what we did that first night? After we picked up our tickets, back to the hotel, changed, and bunny hutch party? Yeah. I believe. That was Thursday night. Because um, the festivities kick off on Thursday night um, with the bunny hutch party. Which, do you want to explain to everybody what that is? <laughs> so the bunny hutch party is a pseudo playboy bunny-esque kind of party where you take any character you could possibly think of from any nerddom, any television show, any anything, and turn it into a playboy bunny-esque character. And that's the classic playboy bunny. Yes. Like the, the 1960s, you know, one piece outfit with the tail and yep. the ears. That is, that's what they're going for. And they have uh, a nice party and you actually, we waited in line for quite a long while just to get in because they only allow a certain amount of people in and they have like a burlesque show and there's dancing. It's pretty fun. So what did you wear? <laughs> uh, I rocked my sweet, sweet Lex Luthor uh, cosplay with the velvet tuxedo jacket. Uh, and my Vote Lex 2020 pen, <laughs> which uh, seems only too appropriate now, but at the time was even funnier. Uh, and I believe you wore your cute little DC dress. That's Batman. Your, your, it's Batman. It's just Batman. Just Batman. Um, yeah, I she we met uh, a really nice guy there uh, at Dragon Con, Colin, while we were in line, and he came yeah. and hang out, hung out with us, and you guys were singing along to a lot of Disney songs that they were playing, and it was excruciating and hilarious at the same time. You have to tell the story, though, about what you almost did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, am a bit feisty. Um so the guys wandered off to go get something to drink and I'm just, you know, bopping around by myself, dancing and having fun. And I turn around and I see Matthew waiting in line and a girl comes up and starts smooching on him. And I am like ready to storm over being like, what the hell? Uh, yeah, well, actually, it was just like me under my breath. What the fuck? What the fuck? Uh, wandering over and I get closer and it's his boots, it's his jacket, it's his pants, it's his bald head in the back and I get closer and closer and it's not him and I turn around and go, oh crap. <laughs> I almost decked a girl. <laughs> in the meantime, I have no idea this is going on because I'm with our new friend Colin standing in at one of the innumerable lines to get a beer. <laughs> Oops. Uh, so that was, that was really all we did. We hung out there until pretty late. Yeah. Um, till we till we pumpkined and then we went back to our hotel, which we had gotten a room about 20, 25 minutes away. Yeah. Um, uh, at an extended stay America, which was phenomenal because uh, it had lots of space for our stuff with the little like it was almost it was practically a suite um, and it was excellent. It was a perfect distance far enough to still be economical, but close enough that that we could run back in the middle of the day if we needed to. Yeah, it had its nice little kitchen and everything and mm -hmm. uh, the, re the restaurants really close by and we uh, had decided a little while ago to not really get a hotel in any of the host hotels since I like my sleep and I really don't want to be uh, knocked up in the middle of the night uh, and all kinds of fun things as it were. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, those hotels get rowdy and stay rowdy all night. Because as we said, there's things going on at all times of night. Um, so day two, which was Friday, um, that was Zatanna and Fate, right? Yes. Um, 
Zatanna eyewear. She is becorseted, and the corset that I had this time was not very comfortable at all, and it was cutting off circulation because it was not fitted to me very well. So uh, do you remember what else happened that day? So we did wander around and purchased a few items and... Um, let me see. That was Dr. Fate. No, we didn't. We didn't even hit the vendor floor that day at all because we didn't get. Oh, yes, we did. Because I was in the Dr. Fate helmet and I could all, see almost nothing. <laughs> yeah, and we always seem to go to the vendor floors. And, and we should add that um, most of these comic book conventions, these pop culture conventions, if you've never been there, have an enormous number of what are exhibitors, which are people selling merchandise. And in addition to that, they also have what's known as an artist alley, which are, are original artists do selling their own artwork. Um, and in this case, um, there's three floors of dealers and exhibitors and then another floor of artists. Um, and for some reason, we always seem to go look at all the stuff <laughs> on the days that I wear some sort of mask or something that makes it difficult for me to see anything. Um, but yeah, we had a lot of that was a fun day because we hung out um, one of the lobbies, the lobby of the um, uh, the Hilton had a uh, had a DJ in the lobby. He was amazing. And he was fantastic and we spent a lot of time hanging out there watching uh, guys in T inflatable T-Rex <laughs> costumes dance and uh, oh we found uh, my Constantine which was my only goal of doing Zatanna cuz in the comic books if you are not a fan of Vertigo uh, slash DC uh, they dated and had a fling um, we took a really funny picture of you separating the two of us since, uh, Dr. Fate is sort of kind of her dad. It's complicated. Well, I think he, he basically, well, he is her dad. It's just the bot. It's not his body. <laughs> we won't get it. It's very complicated. It's his body, but not his mind. It's, but it's complicated. It's complicated. Sim <laughs> simple to say that him separating me standing in that costume, separating a Constantine and a Zatanna, got tagged as dad problems don't you know <laughs> um we also took that fun picture of me with my hand on your butt with the label if you don't know why this is wrong you can't be our friend because we're we're like that yes uh we actually had a lot of fun people watching a whole bunch of people really fell in love with your costume uh you did a kind of a steampunky-ish, military-ish rendition of him. It wasn't completely classic. I, I really liked it, and so did everybody else that saw you. So it's like you uh, are kind of sometimes meh, but a lot of people don't either recognize or aren't excited about your character, but other people were like, who cares about Zatanna? There's, you know, Dr. Fate right here. Let me get his picture. Yeah, well, you get a lot of attention in the Zatanna costume because you look fantastic in it. It's all legs. It's all legs. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But I did, I did like the take that we could have came up with that together because you sculpted the helmet um, and helped me make those really cool leather wrapped bracers and hand wraps um, that gave it a very different look that I think uh, was pretty cool. We both worked on your uh, your necklace too. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the cloak that was a pain in the butt. To the cloak that you made because <laughs> you're amazing. Um, I know. So I think. Oh, go ahead. We uh, pumpk I well, I pumpkined kind of early. Then we got, we went back and got changed, and then came back because I don't think we wore a costume when I got changed at first, like that evening on Friday, because I was just kind of done being corseted that evening, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because we came back and met back up with Colin, um, and went to the K-pop party. 
Yes, that's right. The K-pop party. <laughs> and I think we were just in like jeans and nerdy t-shirt, like mm. uh, chilling out, just finding something. And it was it wasn't even like we hadn't arranged to meet him there. We just met it back up, and then we're like, let's look at this giant directory and schedule and find <laughs> something that seems like fun. Like we mentioned earlier, there's literally something going on like nonstop all the time, like everywhere. And there's dance parties of all different flavors. And we decided we wanted to check out the K-pop one. And it was uh, like rave style where he had uh, the blinky lights and glow sticks and all kinds of fun stuff. And we had lots of fun dancing around. And Matthew is a huge fan of K-pop. Okay. <laughs> Not a huge fan very big fan <laughs> I, I really enjoy it i have no idea who any of the groups are but i love them all <laughs> um so yeah so we had a, a lot of fun with that and it was just silly and, and a good time and i think that was that was pretty much it that that corset wiped you out because it just didn't fit really you can normally you rock a corset all day long but that one just seemed to fit you badly that day this one i had not worn a whole bunch because it was a lot shorter for my torso and it just kept sliding around off of my hips where it's supposed to sit and uh i think i just ended up kind of growing out of it or it was too big or too small either way it just was not fitting right it was very uncomfortable <laughs> But that was a, I mean, it was a good solid day. We did spend a lot of time people watching because I don't, I don't know about you, but oh, I do know about you. We, that's one of the most fun things to do at, at a convention. That's the reason why we go uh, is people watching. Well, for you, it's people watching. For me, it's being watched. I, <laughs> I very much enjoy being the center of attention. I'm pretty sure that this day was the Matt the Radar Technician rave. Also at the, the one, our favorite uh, cul-de-sac uh, slash lobby where they have the uh, DJ. It was amazing. Would you like to tell the story of the complete and total flash mob bizarreness that happened? I just remember looking up. We were sitting on some benches in the what was it? It was the Hilton lobby, um, listening to the DJ that was there, who was amazing. And I remember looking up and seeing it had to be fifty people dressed as Matt, the radar technician from the SNL skit. And another 30 people in the inflatable trans Tyrannosaurus Rex costumes, <laughs> like just descending upon the dance floor. So it was just a giant sea of Matt, the radar technicians and Tyrannosaurus Rexes, including one Tyrannosaurus Rex dressed as Matt, the radar technician. <laughs> um, and it was just delightful as they went to town in a little flash mob and danced their little butts off. And I uh, hurt myself laughing. So it was fantastic. It was spectacular. So uh, with that, that pretty much brings us to the end of, of Saturday. So we will break for uh, our sponsors. Ooh, stuff and things. And we are back. Those were some cool stuff and things. <laughs> Uh, we're rolling into, we just finished talking about uh, Friday, Friday. So uh, day two Saturday. of uh, Dragon Con. This is our big costume day. It was. Did we do two costumes this day or was it just the one? I know for a fact it was just the one. It was just the one. Okay, that was the Joker and Harley. Correct. Uh, which we put our own little twist on. Yes. Um, 
think it was your idea. Uh, we have uh, gender swapped Joker and Harley. So I do a, a masculine version of Harley Quinn and Bunny does this fantastic uh, female version of Joker. And I absolutely love the character and he absolutely loves his character and shenanigans happen. Uh, we had sort of planned this day out because of the one event at the very end of the evening that I was very determined to have you take part in. Um, so I guess, do you want to just start us off on the beginning of the day and the shenanigans that you were getting up to with other Harleys and Batmans? Yeah. So the day started off once again, remarkable hotel. There was an Einstein brothers, like right across the parking lot from it. So we, I think we had Einstein brothers every morning for breakfast. Um, and then you had like an hour and a half of makeup, uh, (laughs) because she, airbrush makeups herself uh white completely white for joker so um it's a phenomenal joker costume uh, i use a uh, airbrush Endora. it's alcohol based makeup that will not come off i can go swimming in this stuff and it actually takes 99% proof uh isopropyl mirror state in order to get it off of my face i don't paint my entire body for this cosplay specifically just kind of my face and my neck and i've got my green wig and skirt and whatnot and oh why don't you describe your costume Okay. Um, for Harley, I have this amazing jacket that we found at uh, a Goodwill that's a, a dark red um, that ombres into black. And it's a hooded leather jacket and it looks very cyberpunk and really cool. And uh, a pair of fingerless uh, hard knuckle gloves, um, a black t shirt slashed through to show the red t shirt underneath it. And uh, a great pair of like skinny jeans that were originally, were they originally red? They, they were, were originally all red. They and I, they were originally white. Oh, that's right. They were originally white. And I dyed one leg red and then the other leg black. So they're split right down the middle, like, like Harley Quinn. And then a pair of boots. And uh, yeah. And uh, Bunny made me a fantastic leather domino mask. Um, for the face and airbrushes a playing card tattoo, uh, the three of diamonds on the side of my head, um, uh, my shaved head. I should point out my head is shaved in pretty much every costume I do. <laughs> uh, so that was, that's such a great costume. Um, and it just, I love, to me, the Harley Quinn costume is everything that I love about cosplaying because Harley is loud and obnoxious and it's a character that I can stay in. Like, I don't, I don't like breaking character. I like being Harley all day long doing the Jersey accent. Um, terrible. Jersey a terrible. Accent. Well, the, Harley should have a terrible Jersey accent and uh, dragging Miss J everywhere with me all day long. Oh my God. Um, and getting super excited about, you know, some things and getting super angry. Like would love seeing the the little kidnapped boy wonder, like seeing Robin's anywhere. Robin the boy hostage. Uh, we get crazy excited for that. Get super excited to take pictures with other versions of Harley Quinn or other versions of Joker. Um, and uh, I do remember at one point later on in the evening, I had stepped away to go get a couple of bottles of water for us. And I came back and found my Joker, my Ms. J, <laughs> hanging out with another Harley Quinn 
and Jason Todd. And it was terrible. Like it was, it was delightful because she's standing there. And this is this dude was Jack. He was a good Jason Todd. It's quite a he was a really good Red Hood. Um, and he had his jacket off and was kind of flexing and everything. And I just remember walking back and like dropping the water bottles with this like stunned look on my face and being like, Miss J, he's so cute. <laughs> and to his credit, like this guy played along and was like flexing for me. Like, and it just, it's the the whole spirit of the conventions where people will be just act ridiculous and act silly and everybody gets into it. And if you put that much effort into your costume, you're probably going to have a really good time and want to interact with people in it. Yeah, and people actually enjoy interacting with your character in costume too, especially if they know how much you uh, enjoy it. Uh, we saw, of course, a lot of Harleys there. My uh, other favorite Harley, besides Matthew, uh, was one that was completely in a full latex uh, original Harlequin costume. Oh my goodness, and Atlanta is so hot during this time. She must have been making her own chowder, but it was gorgeous. We got a couple of pictures of that with her and like four other different types of Harleys, which was fantastic. She was the one that was doing the handstands. Yeah, she and, was also yeah, doing yeah. all the acrobatics and things like that. Which was very cool and very impressive. I, I was impressed. Are you impressed? <laughs> I was extremely impressed. So that day, I don't think we did anything except just literally yeah, wander, wander from... And, and all four of these hotels are connected. Two of them are actually connected with sky bridges. You don't even have to go outside to get from one to the other. Um, so you just wander from lobby to lobby to lobby. And we didn't, we didn't see any panels. We didn't do anything. No, we didn't. We did go to the vendor hall for a while though. And we did pick up a couple of things and I got practically accosted. That was the day I got almost accosted by the guy with the very bizarre yogi meditation books that I was yes. interested in buying. But he was just like very like, grr, salesman. I'm like, dude, I'm already buying these books from you. Can you calm down? Um, yes. There's so many fantastic artists, and I think this might have been the day that we ran into uh, your friend Kendra. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, Poop Bird. Uh, her stuff is amazing, by the way. Uh, yes. If you if you find her on the interwebs, buy her artwork. It's amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, we rounded a corner and, and ran into an old friend of mine, and it was actually delightful and fantastic and, and unexpected. I. I made high-pitched noises at a lot of her art and had, of course, to purchase a hat that says witch on it, and it has teeth. It has teeth on the hat, and it says witch. So, yes, this is me making high-pitched noises. <laughs> so it was pretty much the perfect hat for Bunny. Exactly. Um, so I think uh, that was also the day that we bought my kilt. Yes. My very first kilt. Not the first time I've worn a kilt, just the first time I've owned one. <laughs> for the the evening, muhahaha evening. Um, that pretty much brings us up to, I think food wise, I mean, I just want to briefly touch on it. I think we just ate con food. I think we just hit stuff at the vendors here and there. Yes. We stopped at the one, uh, vendor area where there actually was a place to sit down and we sat, uh, down with a couple of people who were absolutely amazing. And we sat chatting, uh, for a while. They complimented us on our costumes. That was also the one day that we saw, um, the gentleman cosplaying as Lance Armstrong. <laughs> yes, with one ball. <laughs> Apparently, we were like one of very few people that understood 
as I saw the bicycle hat that he was wearing and I saw the bicycle jersey and I'm like looking at him and I see he has a tennis ball dangling down by his crotch and I almost fell off my chair laughing so hard and I was, I was like, oh my God, Lance Armstrong. And he's like, thank you for getting it. And I think, I think I love that connection. It's one of the things I love about conventions is that moment when someone who's has made this obscure costume and either because they didn't want everyone to get it or because people just aren't getting it. And then you do, and they, they connect with you in that moment and you, you know, you've made their day and they've made your day because you're laughing about it. And um, so he was delightful. And we sat with a couple other friends, a couple other people there. We also ran into the most amazing Vimes cosplayer I have ever seen in my entire life. I made just awful noises this poor guy i must have scared the crap out of him just making the noises at him wearing my joker costume just like squeeing over it I, this the armor he did uh if you're if you know terry pratchett uh Nightwatch, uh vimes the character uh he was also wandering around with i think it was his uh significant other she was just cosplayed as a random discworldian uh, that had a, a really cool bird puppet, but the two of them just looked like they stepped right out of the book. And oh my goodness, it was just amazing. And there was also a rinse wind later on in the evening that I made, again, lots of noises at. <laughs> um, to, to say that Saturday is the day of, everyone saves their best costumes for Saturday um, because it's the the day that most people are there. It's the biggest day of the event. It's the longest day of the event. So I, I think... In general, everyone uses Saturday for their big showpiece costume. I think that's also the parade day, too. It is also the parade day. You're correct. Um, they have a, a parade that goes uh, around a half a dozen blocks at uh, in Atlanta outside for people who are not paying to get into the convention to see everybody's costumes, which is pretty fantastic. Um, yeah, so that was that was the day. It was just seeing people taking pictures with cool costumes and basically just hanging out with uh, you know, hundred thousand of our closest friends <laughs> and fellow nerds. Uh, and that brings us to the evening, which uh, was an event that I was a little nervous about, but Bunny was very insistent that we do. Okay. So uh, there is something called the kilt blowing contest that happens around two o'clock in the morning at Dragon Con. And Jenny Breeden of Devil's Panties Comics started it oof, a long time ago, where there are gentlemen that come up on stage and she has a leaf blower and attempts to blow their kilt up. Uh, it's all done in good fun and they try to keep it relatively clean. Um, but I mean, it happens in the wee hours of the morning because there are peekaboos that happen. Uh, I was very, very determined to get Matthew up on stage in a kilt, um, and have him strut his stuff. Uh, it took us a long time to get in there. If you don't mind, I'll tell my experience of, of standing outside no, in line do. and you can tell your experience of <laughs> Getting ready to yeah, go on stage. Because they separated us pretty early. Yeah. Uh, I was outside for what? Almost like hour, two hours? An hour, an hour and a half, something like that. Yeah, it was, it was, oof. Uh, we were separated in two lines. The one line uh, was for Rocky Horror and the other line was for the kilt blowing contest. And people would walk up and ask which was which. And there was four of us girls in line that we didn't even know each other and just would chorus in, in unison and just tell this line's this, this line's this. 
Um, got a lot of compliments and people taking pictures of my uh, Joker costume. I am properly becorseted this time. I do tight lacing. Uh, this is a well-fitting corset. And I had a very attractive gentleman who was part of the kilt blowing contest walk up and look at me up and down. And I just raised an eyebrow and he said, you know, I don't know whether or not I want to be turned on or frightened. And I said, both is good. <laughs> it actually was a lot of fun just standing in line and chatting with everybody outside and the anticipation for scores of women screaming for uh, man meat. <laughs> It is some good old-fashioned objectification of men. Oh, my goodness. So uh, to try and set the stage, as it were, uh, they set everyone down. They've had to keep getting larger and larger ballrooms slash just rooms that they could fit all of these women in um, to just the, the sheer numbers of women screaming to the top of their lungs to want to just catch a peak of, of Heine and uh, wedding tackle. It, it's kind of insane. So they had you backstage, and uh, what did they do to prep you? Well, I was going to say, let's take a break for and leave everyone in, in suspense here as they picture my wedding tackle, or not. <laughs> um, and we'll take a break for sponsor identification, and we'll come back with my side of the story. Ooh, we get to hear about stuff and things. I hope they're exciting stuff and things. And we're back. I like those stuff and things. I might buy several. Those are marvelous stuff and things. Okay. So, uh, at this point, it's late in the wee hours of the morning, like uh, 1 or 2 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, I have been sequestered away with the other gentlemen that will be part of the kilt blowing uh, for some time now, uh, about an hour. Bunny's outside doing her experience with the line, having fun with the other ladies. Uh I will say, uh, very nervous. Um, not really sure what to expect. I'm not particularly shy about my body, but at the same time, I've never gotten on stage with the explicit like, purpose of entertaining throngs of women. Um, I have also never been to one of these kilt-blowing events. They don't do these at other cons. It's, it's pretty much just a dragon con. I've never seen this. I've never done it. Um, I'm in my brand new kilt, which was this fantastic black... Um, uh, utility kilt that Bunny purchased for me. And all I did was sw swap out the pants for Harley Quinn. Um, so now I'm in the uh, Harley Quinn costume, um, sans pants, but with a black kilt instead, which actually looked pretty good. Um, and originally I was going to leave my shirt on because I was like, ah, I'm a little shy about this. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not the most muscular guy in the world. So that fear went away when I met the other gentlemen in this show. To say that they are gentlemen of all shapes and sizes would be an appropriate description. And the camaraderie immediately backstage is wonderful because we are all a little bit terrified <laughs> of what we're about to go and do. But there are guys that do this every year and they, they put everybody else at ease. And uh, there's a little liquid courage that gets passed around, certainly. Um, but for the most part, it's just... Everybody getting psyched up, everybody getting excited. So yeah, ended up stripping off my shirt and wearing just the leather jacket and the kilt and my boots and the domino mask for uh, Harley Quinn. And uh, they start calling guys out. They have us all numbered. And uh, I think I was like 
three quarters of the way through. Um, and uh, they start calling guys out and they don't come back into the room after they're done. So it's just getting less and less of us. So those of us that are left <laughs> just sort of get more and more nervous. Um, finally, they call your number, you come out. If you have self-confidence issues or body issues or any sort of issues at all, I highly recommend doing the kilt blowing. These women don't care what you look like at all. They're not there to see the Chippendales. They're not there to see Channing Tatum. They're not there for Magic Mike. They're there for silly, delightful butt showing and kilting. And they are screaming like you are the hottest man on earth. And you get up on stage and you shake your booty a little bit. And the lady points the kilt at you and they make it very explicitly clear that you are to hold the front of your kilt down because the idea is to not make this an X-rated show. It needs to remain R-rated and therefore no man bits shall be shown. Not that it doesn't happen, but they do love when the butts show. And I believe, I think I was just in a jockstrap that night. Oh, uh, if you were, it, the jockstrap wasn't noticed because she did manage to get your butt up. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay. So yes, uh, I had a fantastic time. And they also make it really clear to that you don't get to hug her or touch her. You can wave to her as you're done with it unless she approaches you um, and, and says anything after she blows your kilt. And I do remember I kind of blacked out. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot of screaming. It was amazing. I mean, there are hundreds, there had to be 600 women in that, that, that uh, ballroom screaming. And I did my best to show my butt. And I do remember her shaking my hand as I headed off stage and, and, her, said thank you. and thanking me. And then I came down off the stage and I'm walking down the aisle and women are like, throwing rolled up pieces, crumbled up pieces of paper with their phone numbers and like <laughs> somebody shoved a beer in my hand and it was just euphoria. It was, it was absolutely delightful and wonderful yeah. and truly I'm so glad that Bunny pushed me to do it. Cause I, I don't know that I would have as, as extroverted as I am and comfortable as I am. I don't. And even as exhibitionist as I am, I don't know that I would have done that. And I'm so glad that you made me do it because it was fun and silly and delightful and yeah it was a ton of fun you also got mobbed afterwards it took uh, you quite a while to be able to get yes. over to me while i was waiting and like i was like okay i'm waiting i'm waiting and it just like women just keep coming up to him keep coming up to him and i'm over there laughing <laughs> i just kept being like i'm trying to get to my girlfriend and they'd be like oh you have a girlfriend and then they would not go away <laughs> It's like the prospect of there being a, a two for one uh, package deal there uh, was enticing to some of them. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun. Oh, and uh, we also, right before this, before we even got in, the gentleman that they, we met uh, with the the MMA fighting kind of thing, which I didn't know this was a thing and didn't know that this was something we could experience and we're definitely going to go next time was the, it's sort of like MMA with full night 
and sword, like the, the whole armor, and they beat the crap out of each other. And we had just met the guys after their tournament and were, was asking why they were covered in bruises. And they told us all about it. And I fell in love. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I get to watch like clang, 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 clang. <laughs> Armored Combat League. Armored Combat League. Thank yeah. you. And uh, yeah, these guys, uh, this is not, um, oh, what's that that dinner show where they joust and oh the medieval times yeah this is not medieval times these guys are these guys are going to town in full suits of armor and you know not sharpened weapons but metal weapons this is not boffer this is not larping this is as funny said mma wearing armor it's amazing i want to catch it next next year we go i was sad that we didn't get to see it but it was cool to sit and talk with them while we waited for the the show to start, the kill blowing to start, and that kind of wrapped that that wrapped that evening because we were up late because that the kill blowing didn't end until three three thirty. We didn't get back till like four. Yeah, we weren't back until like four thirty, and I don't think we got to sleep until like five a.m. Um, the next morning, I guess it was good that we didn't get any sleep because we were both cosplaying very silly characters <laughs> the next day. Um, Trans Metropolitan uh, by Warren Ellis is one of my absolutely favorite comic books. And I know uh, Warren would probably scowl that uh, he doesn't consider it his seminal work, but most people do. It's amazing. If you haven't read it, please read it. It's basically uh, if Bill Hicks and Hunter S. Thompson had a baby, that would pretty much be the character. Uh, And I managed to get Matthew to read all of the books. He fell in love with it as well. And I'm like, ah, you have to cosplay the character. It wasn't really so much a managed to get Matthew to read it as much as here, Matthew, read this first one. And then Matthew tore through the rest of them because they are that good. Um, also particularly apt given the current political climate, but we won't go into that. Let's just say, <laughs> read them. Definitely read them. They're wonderful. He uh, He's considered a, a futurist, uh, Warren Ellis is. And if you read the books, there's scary parallels that uh, happen. Uh, cosplaying Spider and Yelena is a day for me to actually kind of wear something comfortable because most of my cosplays are very involved and take several hours to get into um, and are actually, frankly, not comfortable. Um, A lot of people don't actually even know who I'm cosplaying as and they don't want my picture and I'm so happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) Because Bunny's idea of cosplaying at a convention is the exact opposite of Matthew's. (laughs) Matthew's is how many pictures can I get in? Bunnies is, oh God, please don't take another picture of me. I just need one day where uh, people don't want to stop me and and take my picture. And this is a day where you get to shine because people realize who the character is and they absolutely go nuts when they realize who you are and yell things at you and you yell things back. And it's amazing. Uh, This is the day where we met up with uh, my one friend, AJ, who is an amazing stunt dude. Uh, and we hung out for a while. And Sabrina was there as well. We had to meet Sabrina. Uh, we did not meet her until later on in the day. She, but we did meet her. Yeah, that we day. met her later on. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was my first time being spy- playing Spider. Yeah. Was it? It yep, was. It was your very first. It was time. my very first time, and um, Spider is fantastic, and he is my quickly became one of my favorite costumes because he's rather obscure, but the people who recognize him, no one cosplays Spider. I have never seen another Spider Jerusalem in all the times that since 2018 I have played him. I've never run into another Spider Jerusalem. And people who love him, people like Bunny, see him and go crazy because they also never see anyone cosplaying this favorite character of this. Plus, he's a jerk. He's loud. He's obnoxious. And he's 
constantly on drugs. So <laughs> I have several like empty prescription bottles filled with Tic Tacs so that I can literally like pour pills into my mouth um, while a, a cigarette constantly dangles out of the corner of my mouth. Um, Yelling drugs are good for me. <laughs> exactly. And flipping people <laughs> off. Like if there is a picture of me in the Spider Jerusalem costume, chances are I am giving the picture taker the middle finger. Um, it's also a very comfortable costume for me because it's just a black pants and a black suit coat with no shirt. And airbrushing. Oh, and airbrushing. An hour and a half of getting tattoos airbrushed on my chest and head. Um, eventually, we're going to do the arms and possibly the legs, too, at some point. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, love loved doing that costume. That was a very low-key day for us. Sunday is after two days of really hot costumes. Because while your Joker is more uncomfortable than mine, I'm still wearing long pants and a leather jacket in Atlanta in August. All uh, sweat weather. Yeah. Um, it's just nice to have that that low-key, cool, comfortable costume to kind of wind the day out. And we wanted to go back and see the exhibitors again that day, but the line was literally around the block. Was that Sunday or Monday? Because I thought it was like early on in the day that we tried to go in. Was it? Was that on? It was on Sunday. That was on Sunday, Because we were going to go back and see Kendra again. Oh, yeah, uh, that's and right. Hi, and we ended up having to call her and be like, we couldn't get in because it, the line to get into the building wrapped all the way around like the five block circumference of the building. So that would have been like most of the entire day just chilling out and we wouldn't have been able to meet up with AJ and hang out. Yeah. And you got uh, your picture taken in the TARDIS. I did in the TARDIS with uh, his uh, spider Jerusalem had taken over the TARDIS. <laughs> oh, we also saw a really great exchange uh, with uh, several very attractive gentlemen dressed as a uh, very tight body-suited Spider-Man. Oh, yes. And there was a, a young woman following behind them, and she threw something on the floor and kept yelling, hey, you dropped something. And they're very insistent they didn't drop it. She's very insistent that they dropped it and that they really need to pick it up. And I was very sad that they did not fall for this. <laughs> but I think the most delightful part about that is that they these were very nice young men, and they weren't not wanting to bend over for this lady. They were just genuinely not getting that she was trying to get them to bend over in their costumes. Like just, they just kept being yeah. like, no, we didn't drop that. That's not ours. And she was like, no, I think it's yours. And, but that's, that's not ours. <laughs> and I wanted to scream. She wants to see your butt. <laughs> I think it's cute because there's like some people who are, are dressed as something that's like a character that they, obviously love very very much and want to show off and i think some people do realize hey i look good in this and some people are like oh i like this character and other people just run up to them and just squee and want to love on them and and appreciate their bodies and the characters um so it's it's nice it's just the effort that goes into so many of the costumes and, and the love that goes into the characters and there's there's not a lot of at least not that you and I have run into scary cosplayers that uh, I want to stay very, very far away from me, a la please bathe or you're creepy. Yeah. I mean, there, there are the guys, guys with cameras, PWCs, that, uh, you know, are clearly there just to take pictures of the girls that are, are dressed as sexy characters. And it's, it's not appropriate, guys. Like, don't. Don't do that. Don't. It's not okay. Like these girls, cosplay is not consent. Let's just take a moment yeah. to say that cosplay is not consent. 
Just because she's dressed sexy doesn't mean she wants to be treated sexy. Maybe she just likes that character. Maybe she just wants to show off a little bit because it's like Halloween. Leave her alone. You don't need to take a picture of it. You don't need to put that picture on your Facebook page. Like just She's feeling good cool. about herself. Just compliment her and, you know, ask. If you want to take a picture, ask. And also, if you want to be next to a woman and you're taking the picture with her, ask if you could fucking put your arm around her and don't just grope her up and touch her. And yes. I swear, if I see any GWCs taking any upskirts photos, I'm going to break your camera. Oops, woe is me. I fell and it just, it cracked your lens. Yeah. So that was our little, uh, our little, uh, what do you call it? Public service announcement, our little <laughs> PSA right there. Just be cool people. Like, be cool. Um, that was the day that, uh, and I wish, shout out to Photonome, if you do run across this, please post the pictures from <laughs> Dragon Con 2018. There's a picture of Spider Jerusalem where you were joking you had put the ab filter on your camera because you actually made it look like I had abs. And I really <laughs> want that picture. So please, please, Photonome, post that picture. I love Photonome. I get to see him every year I've gone to, to Dragon Con. He's, he's a staple of Dragon Con. So that was it. That uh, that wraps up Sunday. We went home. We had another delicious, I think, burger or something. Yeah. At that There was a sports bar right there. We, we ate there every really night. Really great burgers. Yeah. Um, packed up the next morning. Monday, did we go back to the convention halls at all? Or did we just roll out on Monday? Um, I don't believe we went back to the convention hall. I think we actually just did breakfast after we packed up and... And, and a six-hour drive home. Yeah, headed home and listened to lots of podcasts on the way home. Yeah. So thank you, fellow podcasters, for getting us to Atlanta and back. What was your favorite part of the weekend? Ooh. I got to say either the Harley Quinn day or the kilt blowing, because the kilt blowing was amazing. Um... What's your favorite part? Ooh, that's very difficult. Um, I really did love the kilt blowing. I actually almost lost my voice from screaming so loud uh, at the kilt blowing. Just uh, being able to be in that kind of atmosphere and just wandering around and I, people watching. I just, I love seeing other people's costumes and just seeing how excited everybody gets. That's, that's really my favorite part of any convention. Um, I... Honestly, next time we go, I would like to try and stay up again in the wee hours of the morning and see how many dance parties we can hop around to. And I know we have more plans for the next year that it's on again. And it is, I believe, off this year uh, due to the whole COVID-19 thing. And uh, I think they're being wise since the amount of people that are sweaty and bumping into each other is would cause a bit of an issue. It just means better costumes for next year. We've got a whole year to work on them. We will not spoil it. We'll, you'll have to wait until uh, next year to find out what we're cosplaying as. Indeed. Um, I think that brings us to the end of this particular adventure, uh, which was amazing. My first Dragon Con. Two thumbs up. If you are a convention person and you've never been, you need to go. If you have never been to a convention, I would recommend it as a first one to go to. Although all others will then fall short afterwards. <laughs> Uh, and thank you to Bunny for, for taking me up there and, and getting me to do fun stuff. So uh, I guess that's it for this episode. Uh, once again, this is Humble Brag. And we don't like to brag, but... We get around. <laughs>